Welcome to the FitFo Show with Brandon and Kyle. Here we explore what it takes to live a disciplined and impactful life. If you really want to level up and be the best version of yourself, then this is your podcast. Listen as we dive in deep into what separates the winners from the wannabes. I'm your host, Brandon Bowman. And I'm your host, Kyle Westcott. And today we're going to talk about our vision for this podcast, who we are, and what is coming up. Yep. So we're pretty excited about finally starting this podcast. And to be completely honest, this is our third attempt at our first episode. So we are definitely figuring it out as we go. So it's been a lot of fun, huh, man? It is, man. Uh, I, I mean, trial and error, kid. I mean, I, I couldn't even find the file last time. Perfect podcast recorded last week. And uh, we were excited. We were going to put some fine tuning on it and, and maybe make it, make it, you know, our first launch. But I couldn't find the, I couldn't find the file. So now I'm a little more organized. And I think yeah. we'll... we'll uh, well, it was kind of cool. It's like the first, the first episode we were just like, all right, let's just go for it. Because if we just like wait for that perfection, we're going to have what we think is perfect, throw it out there. And then we're going to be like, oh, wow, that didn't work. We didn't have much, you know, whatever technical difficulties. So it's kind of why we scrapped the first one. And then the second one came around and I think you hit record and I forgot to about till a third of the way through. And then we lost your end of the file and it's like, you know what, (laughs) that's okay. Yeah, a little excitement on uh, getting started with all this, you know, like a lot of things going into it. So as simple as it is, is hitting a button and as simple as it is, is renaming the file so that you can locate it within the computer. But that's what's really cool. It's like, you know, no, we're figuring a lot of this stuff out, right? Yeah, it's out there somewhere. <laughs> so we'll, we'll find that someday. It's but uh, it's really cool that we're figuring out a lot of this stuff. So that way, when we get in front of other guests or you know, as we move along, we got a lot of those things out of the way and we feel more confident going into it. Cause that's what it's all about building confidence through all of this and making a sick show for people. Yeah. Yeah. Bring real life, bringing real life to you guys, um, our experiences and how it's pushed us to the point that where you are in our lives, um, and how it's going to help you guys understand that it's, similar situations that you are dealing with that we have been through yeah, or that we're currently going through and that we're all going through something at some point in time, but we still need motivation. And that's what we want to do is motivate you guys to kick ass in anything you want to do. Yep. So we'll take a lot of the things that we've learned over the years through our experiences, through military first responders and everything in between. And then we're also going to bring in some pretty high value guests, um, we have everything from cancer survivors, inventors, mental health, everything like that. But let's go ahead and dive into a little bit of who the hell Kyle Westcott is. So uh, who are you, dude? Well, first and foremost, you know, I am uh, an Army veteran. Um, I served four years. I was medically discharged with a leg injury, but enjoyed everything other than military that had an offer, discipline, uh, structure, so forth. Um, I was 31 Bravo, which is military police. Um, yeah, man. Uh, other than that, you know, I got out and I was going to go down the military route, um, into policing. So I was going to take that military policing and just, you know, trans transfer it into my civilian life. And then, uh, you know, something actually, I should say more likely someone pushed me to, you know, go down the medical route. So I, I did some aptitude tests in the medical sciences and, you know, found that the healthcare route was more for me, you know, it was more about, cause you know, I want to help people. And I, you know, I like thinking, I like 
researching and, and, and kind of diving into things. And you can do that as a police officer, not that you can't, sure. but yeah. science, you know, cellular growth, um, how the body is altered by microscopic, um, science you know cool shit. yeah yeah things like that you know really intrigue my my mind so like that's the route i went so now i'm in healthcare and i'm working through the pandemic um you know also you know a huge athlete you know i love i love i'm a competitor you know do you, play any, do, uh, you play any sports in high school oh man i was a wrestler ever since oh, i was five years old wrestled all the way up you know into college you know um qualified for the olympics um bunch of stuff man uh wrestling is something that i hold dear to my heart uh i was a wrestling coach up north um, down in la now but you know i coached wrestling up at uh, montgomery high school up in uh, uh the north bay um as i was competing in college you know that's pretty sick and um wrestling has yeah, yeah, wrestling is a huge part. So I, I also was a, a BMX rider when I was younger. You know, I was riding all the time and, you know, all so, over the country. Let's go back to wrestling for a second because that's a pretty intense sport, man. Oh, yeah. And uh, I feel like this one is like the backbone of wrestling because I've seen some of the workouts that my brother has done through that. Yeah. You know, and I think that's pretty intense. Like, what is some of the things that you've learned from being res- a wrestler? It's just like the community of it. Well, I mean, wrestling is, is, is a mental game as well as it is a physical game. But if you cannot control the way that you think, okay, you are, you're, you're going to have a hard time on that. I mean, you can be the strongest guy out there. I mean, you can be the strongest guy in the world, but if you can't put your thoughts together in a match, you, you're going to lose. So pretty much like, do you think, do you believe that you could lose before you even step on the mat? Absolutely. 1000%. You know, if you're not mentally ready for a match, you know, and you're not prepared, you you definitely are already at a loss. Um, You know, you need to, you need to be able to understand that it's going to be grueling and that, you know, doesn't even matter if you're going against somebody who's not as skilled as you, the possibility of you making a mistake and causing a loss for yourself is there. Yeah. You know, uh, so the mindset of understanding that each person that you come up against, you know, you need to think and you need to organize how you're going to attack that individual on the mat, what, what you're going to do. So the, the saying is how I've been coached and how I've coached from receiving the information is plan your match out in your head. Same right. thing I do with my life. Visualize. I, plan, I visualize what I want to do. I visualize what I need to need to do to get from point A to point B. I think, yeah, I think a lot of this shows up in life too. You know, that's what's cool about, I think sports are very important for um, people. I just like, I also think that music is as well to create your creative side, but with sports, like there's a huge level of discipline that's created that, yeah, you may not be playing sports your entire life, but there creates some type of like competitiveness and discipline and follow through yeah. And it's just like mental toughness that's that's developed at a young age, yeah. And then like I mean, shows up every day in your life. I mean, I started with, I started wrestling when I was five. You know, my dad took us there, took me and my twin brother there, just because it was a way for him to have somebody watch us while he went to work or whatever it was. You know, um, my dad yeah. necessarily did not care too much for wrestling. 
um, not until later on I got into college and I, I was doing really well in college and wrestling and then he actually had an interest but uh, you know we'll get into that later you know the relationship between, between me and my parents is you know a little different than most individuals not everybody because we all have our ups and downs and we have our our uh you know yeah dude i mean you wouldn't be we have our stories exactly you would be who you are if it wasn't for it so but the wrestling um has kept me um is one of the reasons that i graduated high school is one of the reasons i am as motivated as i am today with everything that i'm involved in you know involved in healthcare, involved in bodybuilding and fitness um, yep. helping my community as much as possible, you know, training people, you know, helping fix things, you know, like landing hands, you know, not, not being a guy, like I'm the guy that always stops. There's a car accident, you know, I'm a first responder. Yes. I stop, you know, you know, if someone's got a flat tire, I stop. I know that people are capable if, you know, I'm capable of fixing my own damn tire, but I, I put myself in their other individual shoes and that sometimes yeah. you know a lot of people say well you mean you're always helping people out like what do you get from it and i was like well i'd help that person out it makes me i feel better i feel fine i know I that I've, I, I've lended a hand to somebody who was having a bad point in time in their life you know whether it be a tire whether it be getting into a car accident coming through the emergency room doors you know because you know uh, you know, they had an accident or, you know, just their, their body, you know, started to act a weird way that they're not used to. And now they're wondering why they're there. And they thought that the reality, whatever it is, you know, like mm -hmm. help, helping gives me a sense of, 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 I don't know. I think me, that's makes me feel good. And, and I know that if it were me, I would want somebody to do the same thing for me. Yeah. So that's why I stop. That's why I always help out people. Um, I'm not looking for anything in return because I get um, the best return re possible, which is feeling good about helping somebody else out. Yeah. So, I think that's a huge reset yeah. for people too. And I think that's why volunteering is so helpful for people that are depressed. You know, if you got something going on, like you're not feeling, you got a lot in your mind through these holidays, it's stressful, blah, blah, blah. If you go out and volunteer, you'll humble yourself up real quick. I'll tell you, I'll promise you that. Absolutely. Just man. go out of your way, help somebody open the doors, you you don't you never know like what's going on in their life. You got to think about you got to think about exactly what I said a few seconds ago is if that were you on the side of the road, you know, and you don't know how to fix a tire, you've never learned how to fix a tire, you would hope that somebody would stop. Now That's you right. could have you can have AAA, you can have you know mom and dad on the phone and come help you out and things like that. You know, yeah, you have to worry mm -hmm. about weird people out there, absolutely, but not everybody out there is bad. Not everybody is out there to hurt individuals. And, and that's the sad thing about society these days is it's like, it's really hard for people to kind of let people in is because of, of what we see on a day to day basis, you know, on the news, everything popping up, we got a lot of negative things going on, but there's a lot of positive out there. You know, there just is. Open, open your eyes and accept the fact that there is, you know, um, perspective. I think a lot of it is perspective too. And I think a lot of people are just so focused on what's in front of them. They got that tunnel vision that they're not seeing like everything that's going on around them. Just stop, take a deep breath and like reach out to somebody. Yeah. I know that yep. that's, you never know whose life you're saving. Yep. Literally could be saving a life. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, wrestling has definitely developed my mind at an early age to, to overcome things, to overcome your, my own, my own mentality. 
Mm -hmm. might, you know, especially when you're getting into a hard workout and your body is fatigued and it's pushed to the max, your mind is going to be telling you, you know, to break down and stop and just, just stop. Don't go anymore. Just stop. You can stop. No one's nothing going to happen, you know, and you push past that barrier and wrestling has taught me to do that. And it pushed me in the military too, because in the military and you know, you know, there's, you know, you come into situations very frequently that your heart's bumping. The blood is pushing and, and your mind is telling yep. you, you know, things and your gut's telling you things and you need to listen to your, listen to what's going on and focus and, and be able to process what's going on and keep it together. Mm-hmm. So, you know, wrestling has helped me through all that stuff. You know? That's awesome, dude. And now yeah. you're giving back also in other ways, like with youth too. I know you said you did that for coaching for, um, wrestling coaching for young adults and the youth and high school and everything. And I know that we'll talk about a little bit later, but one of the guys that we were looking to bring on is one of the guys that you mentored uh, through his high school career wrestling. So yeah, Paul Rapolo. Yeah. He's a young, excuse excuse my language. The kid's a young, a young badass. Yeah, for sure. Dude. He's got, he's got a good road ahead of him and his story's pretty sick and I don't want to steal that from him. So we're going to, bring him on in the next um, week or two. Let's just, so. so what about you, man? You know, like you were service, you know, like, yeah. So let's t- tell everybody how, who you are, dude, like what it is that drives you brother. So, you know, what's funny is like, and I think this is why you and I've become friends pretty quickly and as uh, is, is how much we're, you and I are alike. And you were telling that story about how wrestling kind of like saved your life and created like this discipline and basically like launched you into who you are. And I instantly remembered when I was younger, I just, I played sports for a while, just soccer and baseball up until when I was like eight years old. And then I was going into my ninth year and I'm looking to play some football because a lot of my friends are out there doing that and I think football is awesome or everything like that. So I, I told my parents, Hey, I'm going to go out and play some football, do some peewee football. I get out there, first couple practices, I am just wrecked, dude. This nine-year-old bawling and crying. My mom's out there screaming and yelling at me to run around that field because I'm just bitching and complaining the whole freaking time. I'd come home from practice. I'd be like, dude, mom, I just want to quit. This is terrible. This this nine-year-old's crying all the time, you know, myself. And I am, like, to this day, so freaking grateful my mom did not let me quit. She did not let me quit. And something switched where all of a sudden I started to get really passionate about it. And I was ready, full gear. You know how, like, how kids are? Like, I got my helmet on, sitting in the car, ready to go freaking football practice, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Ready to freaking go. And... <laughs> dude, got two hour ride. I got my headgear on, my singlets on. It's yeah, dude, tired. I'm ready for the match. <laughs> you are, dude. Like that's something to look forward to, and like you need that. You need that competition, that camaraderie from like your friends, and that push from the coach. Because I've learned by working with young adults and kids is they crave discipline. They crave somebody to push them because they don't quite necessarily know how to do it themselves. Yeah, or so, they haven't been in, haven't been pushed for it, right? Yeah, I never had that kind of push before. Like. Um, honestly, like I've lived a pretty comfortable life, which we'll get into later. And, uh, and then after high school, I was looking for, so I ended up playing football all the way through after high school, I went out to college and moved down to Southern California. And, uh, I'm like, dude, I just like, 
I think the military was like my football, you know, like I needed something extra. I needed like that push. I'm tired of like watching videos of like cool military shit, you know? Yeah. And my, my grandfather was in the Marine Corps and my brother at the time was looking at different branches and I was like, Hey bro, I'm, I'm going to Marine Corps. You can go whatever branch, you know, how it's like there's a little bit of back and forth between army and other branch. We give each other yeah. shit all the time. You know, I'm oh, the yeah. best branch in the, the world, but yeah. um, I was just like, <laughs> dude, there's gonna be some fun. We'll have to get into it a little bit, but um, so yeah, I was like, I'm going to join the Marine Corps and shipped out right away and boom, there I am that crying kid in boot camp. not literally, but just like, bro, I don't want to be here. This sucks. It's like, why did, why did I do this? This is terrible blah, blah, blah. And, you know, somewhere along the way, it kind of clicked a little bit, took a lot of friction throughout the years of the Marine Corps. But I think what helped is I had a pretty, pretty solid job of flying in helicopters. So, which you and I are going to be getting our license someday and be doing a bunch of cool shit. So my goodness, in trouble, in trouble, getting tickets. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> getting tickets well, we're gonna be positive all right let's so you know, everyone has just heard that let's yeah no we'll get erase what you just heard <laughs> no yeah, yeah. Anyway. we're always like mm-hmm. be smart when you're being down but like no we're not gonna do anything crazy crazy illegal maybe but anyway so obviously you know from the military is it's all about pushing your comfort zone it's all about discipline all i ever wanted to be while i was in was get out and become like live a comfortable like just chill life yeah. find like some type of job where I was happy to go to every day and you're in healthcare. You're in healthcare too, right? Yeah. So I got out and I definitely struggled with the transition from the military, which is we're going to be doing a lot of mental health with this podcast, which I'm excited about. Yeah. And, uh, I think that's where it was. It's like, I was living comfortable. I was living complacent and just like no direction, no purpose. And I've actually talked to several of my Marine friends that are going through the same thing, which, um, which is coming up where like we're fit foe and discipline over comfort came from is because dude, at the end of the day, like you have to figure out it for yourself, you know, and you have to like surround yourself with the positive people. You got to surround yourself with honestly, like I get counseling. I've done leadership courses to help me with that. And I am always finding some type of goal or some type of thing to keep me uh, focused on something. And so I came up with discipline over comfort as a brand for myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kind of like lost track of it for a little bit with life and went out and got my EMT certification. So I'm working as an EMT right now. Nice, and man. yeah, thank dude, you, thank you. Thank you. No, I think it's really cool that, so it's like where you and I are so much alike. And then all of a sudden I was like, Hey dude, Kyle, you're one of the few that's like legit has a freaking sticker of the discipline of comfort in your car. I was like, dude, what the hell? Like I've never seen anybody like I've had like friends support and everything, which has been great. Yeah, but yeah. like it, I could tell it was beyond the support for you. That is something that you believed in. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Because dude, just like you were saying, you know, you have to figure it out, you know, fit though, everyone who, is probably wondering what is fit though and everything. It literally just stands for figure it the fuck out. I guess we haven't even said that yet, but yeah, dude. Yeah, it's figure it the fuck out, man. Because there are some of us that have 
family members, uh, close peers that help push one another, you know, make sure you go to school, go to college, you know, like help you out. And, and then there's a lot of people out there who do not have any support group. Okay. Yeah. And they're, and they're, and you know, I didn't have a big support group. Okay. So I had to figure everything out on my own. I had to figure mm-hmm. it out. And if I wanted to, you know, get my EMT certification. If I want it, if I want to become a doctor, if I want to become whatever it is, you're going to have to figure it out. That's on you. It's, it's, yeah, everything rides on you. If you want to be a successful individual, you can't push the plane, can't poke and say, you know what? Well, they have this and I don't, or there's that. No, if you want it, you'll figure it out and you'll make it happen. And that's what, Mm -hmm. that's what I'm doing. I know that's what you're doing. And that's what we're hoping to, you know, you know, so I think what's show you guys, yeah. So I think what's also kind of cool is this is going to sound kind of weird, but so for you, you have it a different way of figuring it out growing up because you, I don't know the entire story and we're going to dive into it later, but yeah, you're, you didn't really have that support group necessarily growing up. You kind of had um, maybe a tough, like growing up and maybe had to raise yourself kind of, am I on track with that? <laughs> That's a fact. So, and then you got me, who on the other side is I straight up lived the comfortable life. I was very like middle class. Like for the most part, I got what I wanted. And of course, like there's more behind that. The reason why I got what I wanted um, from my parents, but for a lot of people, because it was comfortable, it's like, I've been asked so many times is like, where does this like entrepreneur, where does this like help others? Where does this like, just whatever comfort come from because yeah, yeah. if you look at face value of my life it's been so easy complacent you know growing up mm-hmm. that i could have easily just sat back and lived yeah, and just, just ride and ride it out there help you out yeah no dude i mean and i, I think you you've acquired that the discipline of comfort through you know experiences mm-hmm. everybody that's how you know experiences you know get us thinking in different ways you know, certain experiences, you know, it's not like, you know, I think it's you know, you meet meeting different people and, and seeing, um, how different individuals, um, react to certain situations, you know, makes you think, mm-hmm. I, I know it does for me, um, in the way that people think and things like that, you know, also motivate me because it's like, well, I'll take a step back. I'm like, well, why is, why is that person thinking that way? What, what provoked them to, you know, think that way and i try to understand it that way and with discipline over comfort you know everybody has bad days man Mm -hmm. everybody has those times where they get comfortable and it it feels good to be comfortable but also being comfortable sometimes is gonna inhibit your ability to move forward because you're so relaxed in what's going on at the current time and getting out of that comfort zone and and getting a little uncomfortable you know, even like it could be as simple as, you know, you wake up at 7 a.m. every morning. You know what? You just are rushing around because you just need that extra hour in the day to get something done. So you need to wake up at six in the morning. OK, or you need to wake up at five in the morning and just put setting that alarm clock. You don't want to wake up, but you just got to do it. Yeah, you yeah. just got to do it, man. And those little things with consistency create a new way of living, a new way um, to do things, a new way of thinking. Um, so I read this really cool. Yeah. I read this really cool book. It's called atomic habits. And it talks about these little tiny, like 
switches, these little tiny uh, habits that you create that will amount to so much more if you keep them up and build upon them. Instead of like a lot of people will go from like waking up at nine o'clock in the morning to like, I'm going to wake up at six tomorrow morning and I'm just going to go out and do a two hour workout or I'm going to run 10 miles or blah, blah, blah. And yeah, actually I think you should try that. But at the same time, like if you just started like with a smaller habit of maybe like waking up at like eight o'clock in the morning and getting yourself to that point where you can wake up at six in the morning. Um, or maybe it's like, I'm going to do a hundred pushups tomorrow. You know, it's like, it's building on a, a good habit instead of like, I'm going to meal prep for seven days. And then you can only last like three or four days. Like how do yeah. you change your eating habits first? Right. How about you like- educate yourself a little bit? Exactly. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Cause if you dive, you dive completely in, you know, you're going to get overwhelmed because you're not used to it and, and you might not stick to it. And if you want, if you're really serious about it, that, you know, do exactly what you were just saying, Brandon, you know, start simple, start a little simple. And as you feel comfortable and you're keeping that regimen, add on more, more time, wake up a little bit earlier, you know, whatever it is. As you're eating, you know, like with bodybuilding, we know we feed, you know, you yeah. gotta eat, you gotta feed the body to put more muscle on everything like that. So you always, we're always hearing, though, to gain more muscle, you need to eat more. You need to eat more. So it's like you're not gonna just jump into the gym and all of a sudden be like, you know, I'm gonna eat seven meals a day. Yeah, right off the rip, you it's get- not gonna happen. Realistically, it's not gonna happen. You know, you need to train your body, just like anything you're going to do in the paradigm. Mm-hmm. You have to educate yourself to get smarter in the particular uh, field that you want to be in. So you Mm -hmm. have to put the man hours in to educate yourself with bodybuilding. If you want to get bigger and you need to eat more meals, you need to eat seven meals. You're going to start out with three meals and then you're going to add a snack and then you're going to add a fourth meal and then continuous and, and let it build because then you get used to it. Your body starts to adapt to that regimen and it becomes a little bit easier. Um, Right. Not, I'm not saying that's going to be, Oh yeah, it's that easy because it really, it isn't, but your way of thinking is easier to understand it and your body will accept it as you continue on. Yeah. Okay. And let's take this up to like, maybe like a career or something. Maybe you do, you're looking out for like a leadership role or something along those lines. Like you want a promotion. How about you start by taking on the responsibilities of the promotion that you're seeking right now. And that way you're better preparing yourself for when you do get that promotion or that leadership role, you've at least have like some type of foundation to where you get that and you just crush it. Yeah. You know, start taking on maybe like if you're looking for a leadership role of like, it's going to be around 30 people. How about you just taking control of the shift that you're on, you know, tactfully, respectfully take control of different situations, you know, and you definitely going to see that in, like the first responders kind of world. There's a very big hierarchy of things. There's a lot of leadership roles. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know everybody's job. I don't know everybody's career. Yeah. You can make excuses all freaking day, but if you just freaking figure it the fuck out and what tailored to what works for you, then you will get that promotion. You will get that leadership role. You'll get that raise and, or that fitness goal. Like, if you put in the work every single day, it is inevitable. It is inevitable that it will happen, right? You're going to have some success. You're going to have success in, in the matter. You're going to, I mean, might not be financial success. It might be retaining a lot of information and becoming smarter. That's success. Mm-hmm. Communication. 
you know, being able to communicate clearly, your vocabulary developed, you know, um, the way that you interact with people, you know, uh, all those things are successes, you know, like, uh, you know, I think a lot of times people think of success while you're, you're rich. Yeah. Financially, financial success, but financial success is awesome. I, I mean, everybody wants that. That's, that's great because then you're able to do a lot of things, you know, but you were able to do a lot of things without financial success. Mm-hmm. You know, we have so much technology at our fingertips. I mean, everyone's got an iPhone or some sort of a smart device or a tablet or a watch, a smart watch. There's, there's so many resources at our fingertips to educate ourselves with. Not mindful. There is information out there that is not, rep- <laughs> yeah, not reputable. So you want to, <laughs> you know, want to do your due diligence and do a little research before you go and say, Hey, you know, I just, you know, they just put a building on the moon and, you know, they're going to start, uh, I read that they're going to start, you know, flying launching. people. Yeah. Launching people there, you know, 2021. I was like, well, where'd you read that? It was on the sci-fi, you know, like, well, or do with like the vaccines. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Vaccinations, you know, with the pandemic going on right now, you know, a lot of people are, are misinformed on, on how the vaccinations are, are going to affect you. You know, and people don't take the time and research, you know, the different types of vaccinations. Yeah how they're created, you know, no, and then look at signs and symptoms too, right? You know, you got mm-hmm. people that have allergies, you have people who have uh, autoimmune diseases and things like that, that play in a factor when it comes into contracting a virus, uh, any kind of an illness or a disease or whatnot, you know, it's going to play different to each individual. So taking the, the extra minute, okay, mm-hmm. maybe five minutes, you know, to do your research and read things and understand it better is going to make you a lot smarter and you're going to have more understanding on that topic and it's going to make it'll make your decisions a little easier and you're going to be more confident too in absolutely. those decisions absolutely so it's like education you know that's part of figuring it out is educating yourself applying it and then failing at it mm-hmm. and then tr- applying it again with your new research, your new methods, and that's going to build confidence. And those things that I bet you, if you look back at the things that were tough for you when you first started your job are just cake right now. You know what I mean? Some of the basic stuff when you start, you're getting to a new job or new workouts or whatever it is like, Oh, wow, that was tough. And now it's like, that was super easy because you just kept pushing through it. You failed out enough times. You learned from your lessons and you moved on. Oh man. Right. I, I can tell you that I'll just go right into like a fitness part of like my trainer. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 I feel that I work out fairly hard. I'm sweating. I'm pushing weight, you know, I'm fatiguing my muscles. You know, I think that I work out hard, but I can tell you that I have changed that thought process after working out with my trainer because I've thrown up several times with him. Oh shit. I've never, I've I've never never thrown thrown up. up. I've never, I've never vomited on my own workout, which is making me think, okay, I need to work even (laughs) harder because my trainers got me so tired and fatigued and my body's just saying, I got to get rid of something to give, give some relief or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think, uh, I think that's a really good point about coaches and mentors, dude. Yeah. Like, do you think those kids that you coached as wrestling would be anywhere without you? 
Oh man. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like Paul was like all about you and the things that you've done for him. He may not be who he is without that coach, or you may not have had that workout where you puked without that coach. Absolutely, man. Uh, I do. I do think that, you know, um, getting, getting guidance from some people does help push us. They're professionals Um, in their field. They're subject matter experts. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I have friends that like, I have friends that, Oh, that's too much money. I don't want to pay for that. It's like, okay, cool. Then what are you going to do? Like, you're just going to, and okay. So yeah, you can figure it out on your own, which at least that's better than nothing. It's better than giving up. Or you could at least figure it the fuck out, bring in a coach who's the subject matter expert and really launch you to that next level or that mentor, things like that, dude. Mentors are all around us. Obviously you're going to like, it's kind of like when you're following like uh, what's good leadership is like, take a little bit of this, take a little bit of that, make your own when you're developing your own leadership. But having those mentors that are at the level that you are looking to be at, that's like just extremely important for like long term success and everything. You know what I mean? And I think too, on top of that, everyone out there needs to understand. Well, not everybody. Cause a lot of people do understand. Um, it's, you need to be open to listening to other individuals mm-hmm. and that's a good point and being confident in what they're trying to explain to you, what they're trying to teach you and not assuming that you know what they're telling you. You have people out there like, Oh, I know that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know that. I know that. Mm-hmm. Just, just stop. Just take a breath. Keep your mouth closed. This individual is an expert. This is what they guide. This is what they focus their life around. Okay. Yeah. They have, they have several years, multiple years, whatever it is pertaining to this particular um, topic, whether it be fitness, healthcare, whatever business. it is, business, whatever yeah. it is, if you're seeking out that individual's help, okay, just listen. Don't assume yep. you know, don't assume, you know, just, just listen, take it. In. You might know, you might have some information, some education that pertains to that, but being open to listening and absorbing everything and, and it's going to yep. make you, it's going to make you uh, understand things more. Uh, it's going to mm-hmm. make you uh, a better listener. It's going to, it's going to make you a better person because you'll then be able to it's for, like, let me just, let me just, like, if I went to my trainer, okay, I've been wrestling for years, okay? I've been in the gym for years, okay? But I wasn't in the gym bodybuilding. I was in the gym strengthening myself, but I was also cutting weight. So my muscle volume was changing drastically all the time. Yeah. Dude, so that was if, a huge, that was a big if, nugget right there, dude. If, if, if my, as soon as I started working with my trainer and he takes me to the squat rack and he's explaining it to me, okay, this is what we're going to do. You're going to do 14 reps. You're going to do pause reps. So you're going to come down, you're going to pause. And then you're time gonna under ex- tension. You're going to explode up. Oh no, 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 I know how to do I know how to squat. I know how to squat. And I said that to him. Then why do I even need him there? Yeah. Oh shit, dude. Straight up. Why do I even need him there? Because I can't. I, I, yep. I, I obviously already know everything not the case shut your mouth listen mm-hmm. to the professionals educate yourself more even if you may know that you have some background on that and just go with it and learn right and it makes you a better person because you can understand 
more people. You can learn more. Dude, that was huge too. Cause like, that's so true. And I've actually noticed that a lot lately is people like, especially they'll come to me, they'll like seek like guidance or things like that. And they're like, Oh yeah, I already know that. Oh, this or that. And I was like, why are you coming to me? Like, why are you coming to me for this? Or like some of the young adults that I work with, it's like, uh, we'll talk about nutrition. We'll talk about different things and they'll just be like, Oh yeah, I already know. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm glad that a couple of 16 year olds know more than I do at, you know, it's like, listen and listen. pay attention to what's actually happening. May you do, maybe you do already know or don't know. That's fine. I get people tell me shit all the time that I already know. But if I listen, maybe there's some, there's a different perspective that's being approached to me or a different way of doing it that you, but if you already like lock in your head, I already know how to do this. I'm going to shut them out. You're a terrible listener. You're not going to get anywhere. Your communication sucks. And your relay of information is going to probably suck too. Cause you already locked them out. Maybe they're telling you like directions and you're going to lock that out and not be able to like apply it to like who you're Absolutely. trying to like. So there's many ways that things can be explained. And mm-hmm. I have nursing students that come to my work site. Okay. For their clinical hours. Right. Yep. And I always explain to them is communication. Communication is just as important as applying adequate healthcare. If you can't communicate clearly to a patient what you're going to do, that patient is not going to understand the care and they're not going to be able to perform post care at home. Dude, that was another freaking great nugget too, because so many times with like in healthcare, people will, I'll ask certain symptoms and they'll say, no, 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 all day. But then somebody else comes in with a different approach and they're comfortable around them and they're going to tell them all these sorts sort of symptoms that they could have told me, you know, mm-hmm. their communication is different. I've worked with great paramedics, great nurses, and I think I know it all. And then they come in and be like, oh, they ask with a different approach and they get different responses that could help that person. Mm-hmm. That's so big, dude. It is, you know, understanding that there's multiple ways that a message can be delivered and each individual is going to receive that message in a mm-hmm. different way. They're going to retain it differently. So even if the person next and I always say this to, to the students, like if the person next to you asked a question and it was a question you were going to answer and the professor or I, whoever has answered that question, but you still don't understand it. There's no problem in asking the same question over and just emphasizing, could you explain it in a different way? Cause I'm not grasping what you're saying. That's awesome. Dude. That Questions. Confusion, confusion happens, man. Even if someone's already give you the answer, people retain things different way. And that's from mm-hmm. the way that people have been brought up. It's the way that we learn. Each individual learns at a different rate. They learn mm-hmm. different. Some are hands-on, yep. some are very mentally, some are physically, like where they need to relate, visualize what's going on. So there's a lot of different ways. So it's, it's taking the extra step, okay, and figuring out how that you're going to retain the information that you're seeking adequate mm-hmm. so that you can take that information and proceed on to the next step in whatever you're doing. The power so, of the questions, man. You know, it's figuring it out. It's figuring mm-hmm. out how you're going to get there. Figure it the fuck out. Take the few extra seconds. You might, oh, you're tired. So what? Everybody's tired. Dude, I used to, uh, cool. I used to put my hat on, headphones in, head down, workout, just intense workout. I didn't know anybody around me at the gym. I didn't talk to anybody. 
until I talked to Mike, which we'll have him on eventually. He did, he created the, uh, he already invented the bicep board, which is a oh, yeah, freaking yeah. phenomenal workout, dude. And, um, he's like, Hey man, like, why don't you just like talk to some of the people around you? Like, like there's a lot of cool people here that you could learn a lot from like, Oh yeah, I guess I could like, I guess like I just had that mindset. Like I'm in, I'm in there for a job, my jobs to work out and then get out of there. Yeah. Until I started talking to the people around me and asking questions. And I didn't realize mm-hmm. that the people around me, there's like professional bodybuilders in there. There's professional like powerlifters in there. There's people like old school, like Arnold's days, like bodybuilders that are in there. Just like that wealth of knowledge, dude is just insane. And then past that, there's this guy who does Amazon FBA where he makes like, like five figures a month doing like FBA stuff, like high five figures. Gotcha. And there's people that are in uh, first responders, law enforcement, everything like that. You start like, Oh, this is the stuff that I'm interested in. Cool. I'm going to go talk to that dude. That's in the real estate. That's been doing it forever. Yeah. You know, obviously you got to get there and do your job. But the point that I'm trying to make is like, ask the questions, be observant and like be aware of your surroundings because these people that you pass every day, they have a story too that you can learn from. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, uh, one of the, one of the things that motivated me early on was, um, a neighbor of mine, um, me and my twin brother were riding our bikes and we were started building jumps on this, this, my neighbor's property, a huge property next to this, uh, nursery. And we're like, we had like four or five foot deep holes in the ground, big old jumps and stuff. And this guy's walking his golden retriever through the woods and he comes up on us and he's like, what are you guys doing? I'm like, Oh, we're building some jumps. He goes, well, oh, yeah, yeah. You know that you're building jumps on my property. You know, uh, you should, you should ask, you should have came and asked me first. We thought the guy was going to tell us to turn, turn him down and everything else like that, but he didn't. He ended up becoming a really good mentor of mine and my brothers he helped me with mechanic work, you know, fixing cars, body work, uh, motor work, so on and so forth. It works. But one of the, one of the primary messages that he gave me and my twin brother was setting yourself aside from the person next to you mm-hmm. is learning more to make you more valuable than the person alongside of you. Mm-hmm. Cause you're in, you're in com- com- We're all in competition with each other. Yep. We're all, we're all looking for, you know, trying to make ourselves, uh, financially stable. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to be successful. You know, we want to provide for our families. You know, my, my biggest, um, drive is to have, um, well, well means for my family. I want my kids to not worry about anything. I want my wife to not have to worry about anything. I want the people around my yep. friends to, to rely on me if they need, need it, you know, like, so learning as much as I, I can is going to help me get to that position because I'm going to be well-rounded. I'm going to be able to go into different avenues. If something were to fail, God forbid healthcare failed for me for some odd reason. And I can't work in healthcare anymore. I'm going to be able to go into culinary arts because I went to culinary school. You know, I, I went right after high school and I went to culinary school. You have a plan for some reason. If that didn't work, you know, I know how to be work on cars because I worked in the body shop while I was wrestling while one of my wrestling coaches owned the body shop. And then my neighbor taught me about working on cars and then working on cars. So I set myself up for different things and keep cramming my melon mm-hmm. full of knowledge 
<laughs> so that there's always a plan just in case something were to happen to keep me from going down one path. Yeah. Well, that also just like what you learn in culinary school helps you believe it or not. And another field, like what you learned in healthcare, you're going to learn in a different way. Like learn all the communication, learn from that over here. Like you can apply all of these jobs in different ways. And, and one thing that I can say that correlates to everything 100% is being disciplined in culinary school. I needed to be disciplined to make sure that I understand how to measure, how to, you know, do things in a manner that were, uh, for cooking. Okay. Recipes and so forth. Baking and pastry exact science, understanding those methods, understanding how to add things at what particular time, at what temperatures and so forth. So learning that, embedding in that, being disciplined in that realm mm -hmm. transpires the same thing in healthcare. Healthcare, being very disciplined in being sanitary, okay? Making sure that I'm safe, I'm, I'm practicing safe precautions to keep myself safe and then the people around me safe, as well as practicing safe precautions for the patients, Yeah. okay? Understanding the procedures for emergency medicine, understanding procedures for wound care therapy, um, medication therapy, things like that, you know, so being disciplined and learning and disciplining yourself and focusing on those certain tasks is really important. So yeah, all that stuff ties in together, man. I just, I just, I know I'll never get like this to be complacent because I feel like if you become complacent, one day you're going to wake up and you're like, Oh shit what like who am i what have i like where have i become you know and with that being said it's never too late either like never. there's so many successful people that hadn't really maybe have anything to their name to that point but they made a committed promise to themselves to make that switch and figure it the fuck out and launch themselves to be somebody someday I don't know. I think it was like Morgan Freeman. It was like late fifties, maybe when he like started becoming a name. I don't know. Maybe I'm butchering it, messing those up a little bit, but there's, there's I mean, people that, you know, successful people that started later in life. It's okay. But, and then also on the other side too, it's never too early. I know a lot of people that are successful like early on. Dude, I'm a big Harry Potter fan. Oh, okay, shit. So, 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 so everybody who is checking this out right now, Harry Potter, the author for Harry Potter. Okay. Rolling. Okay, Rolling. All right. The woman was homeless. Mm -hmm. The story that she wrote was frowned upon. It was never going to be a success. And now it is one of the, the greatest selling uh, novels, so series, movies are making tons of money. The books are still making tons of money. This individual went to a publisher. The publisher literally laughed at her and said that this would never be anything that publisher is probably not working as a publisher <laughs> because of how successful this individual yeah. was. He thought that the story was, was never going to be successful because we all have to, I, I'm a big kid, man. I oh, like straight up. Dude. Okay. So I always tell, like I can tell my lady, you know, I'm never going to grow up. We're going to talk I'm about always, Disney next. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, it's like, you gotta, you, you, you gotta hold on to, you know, special things in your life, you know, and memories and things like that. And like your mm -hmm. mind, you know, being able to think outside the box, you know, 
is 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 really important because the publisher who took on jk rowling is now a super successful wealthy not that he wasn't then but he's i think he's doing pretty right. well right now you know and this individual rowling she was on the streets man but she stuck to her book she stuck was like to her one of the first like billionaire authors or something like oh, that yeah yeah. You know, so you, so, so you can think about somebody who's living on the streets, okay, mm-hmm. living on the streets, trying to make sure that she's got food each day, she's warm, okay, she's keeping herself healthy as best as she can, turns her life around by sticking to her dream, sticking to her goal, and being disciplined in the fact that she's going to struggle and struggle and struggle, and at some point in time, if she keeps at it, success is going to come to her. Yeah. I mean, straight up, dude, like that's what this podcast, that's what discipline over comfort. That's with all of these things that we, you and I have talked about and planning on doing. If we put in the work and if we keep rolling with the punches, it's going to happen. Like people are going to know who we are and what we do because we're going to be putting in the work and maybe this podcast isn't for everybody and that's totally okay. And I do, we always love feedback from everybody, each and every one of you, yeah. your feedback does matter and it's much, very much appreciated. And, uh, what I'm basically saying is Kyle and I, we're going to figure it the fuck out. Yeah, Lights <laughs> out kid. Lights Sorry, out. <laughs> no, so, man, like we're yeah. starting out. Brandon and I are, are going to be here for a while. A little technical difficulties, but yeah, like we're saying, we're going to, we're going to be putting in the work, we're going to be doing this, you know, every single day. We're going to keep showing up for you guys. Being, we're going to grow with you guys. And we're looking forward to what's in the future for this and some of the guests that we have coming up. Uh, we do have some uh, high-level names. And uh, we'll hope you guys stay tuned and check those out. Throw them out, dude. Who we got? I mean, let them know. So, yeah. So we got Mark Bell, who's agreed to do it, as long with his brother, Chris Bell, who created the uh, Bigger, Stronger, Faster documentary. We have Sage Northcutt, which is a buddy of Kyle here, who is a super successful young MMA fighter who's crushing it. And uh, killing it, man. Killing it. And then a buddy of mine, Doc Farrell, man. That's right. Young Sheldon. He's a veteran of. The service service veteran man. He's a badass dude. He's a, a volunteer mm-hmm. with Team Rubicon. Um, he gives back to his community, man. Super super cool dude, and he's very positive. So a lot and of, then, and then also too, uh, Paul. Like we kind of talked about earlier, is uh, one of the mentees of Kyle here, and uh, told me a little bit about it. I've learned a little bit about it from Paul and Kyle, just a little bit. But I'm looking forward to hearing about his story. I know that he is a cancer survivor, cancer thriver, and he is in the gym and he's not in the gym. He's at home lifting heavy weights and making shit happen. And he is the reason why I love to do what I do and supporting guys like that. So absolutely, man. Sweet, man. Yeah, dude. So, you know, you guys tune in. Um, (laughs) We got a lot in store for you guys. Okay. We got a lot in store for discipline and comfort. And the main focus is to, let you know you're not the only one going through difficult times. You're not the only one who is discouraged in the direction of your life. We all had that fork in the road that we had to make decisions. Okay. Sometimes we have to come back to that fork and go the other way. Yep. You know, it's just life, man. And we're here to help motivate. 
So thanks for tuning in to me. Thank you guys. I appreciate you guys listening to the first episode of the FitFo show. We love you guys and looking forward to the feedback and thank you. Have a good one. Peace.